All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening, Oilers fans. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Oilers Nation After Dark. My name is Connor Halley. I've got producer Gavin alongside with me. And tonight we will have Waz joining us to break down exactly what happened in this one. And it's a frustrating one. Uh, extremely frustrating if you're an Oilers fan. A game when you're up by so much just to see it all fade away. And in the performance that it happened, quite disappointing. Uh, so we will recap the game. We'll look into the good, the bad, the oily. Brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. Of course, we'll bring Waz in and uh, Gavin. He's got some good stats for you. Uh, we'll talk about the bets that he threw your way prior to the game with Betway. And uh, lots to get to. If you're on Facebook, hello, we see you. Brian says, joke nathan says trade there was a trade tonight in the nhl we'll talk about that later on as well one of the big pieces going to a canadian market and then uh john on facebook why did kane not shoot in the shootout what a joke hey he shot before people didn't like it changes were made and it didn't work out well for them if you're on youtube hello hello thank you for tuning in tonight make sure you hit that like button we really do appreciate that and we'll be jumping into the chats throughout this show here to get your thoughts on a variety of topics in this game uh but as we like to do here before we actually get into it we do a quick rundown of exactly what happened in case you may have missed it 
I have the feeling nobody missed it because it was a fantastic start for the Oilers tonight. A great night uh, raising money in the 50-50 for the Ben Stelter Fund. And uh, it started off fantastic. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins scoring uh, in the first period on the power play. His 27th of the season. His great year continues. From there, the Oilers would add goals from Tyson Berry and Derek Ryan. It was looking really good. 3-0. Chris Kreider would score for the Rangers. And that was a power play goal. Power plays were three for three in the first period because Leon Drysaddle also getting on the board. It was 4-1 for the Oilers after 20 minutes, up by three. You'd think all they have to do is try to shut it down, but they couldn't do it. They couldn't even get an insurance marker. In the second period, Chris Kreider would score a shorty. Uh, unfortunate bounce for Tyson Berry. He does a good job to break up the pass, but luckily for Kreider, goes right back to him, tap in. Alex Lafreniere would score a goal in the third period right off the faceoff. Oilers lose the faceoff. And um, yeah, great play by Capocaco on Philip Roberg. Lafreniere would be the one who would finish it off. And then Mika Zibanejad in the third period would tie things up. His 30th goal of the season on the power play of five on three. Uh, shootout is, uh, hasn't been good to the Oilers. Gavin's got some great stats for you when it comes to the Oilers in overtime and shootout. You guys know what happened. It went long. Oilers couldn't find a way to get the the win, and they lose five to four. Uh, right now, we'll get to the good, the bad, the oily. Brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. My God, the, the the chat is going crazy right now. Keep those comments coming. We'll get to them. Uh, Susan, Ricky, Gary, Scott, Frank. We see all the comments. We'll get to those momentarily. But first, the good, the bad, the oily brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance. Cornerstone Insurance Brokers, Edmonton's premier boutique insurance brokers with over 90 years of success and still growing. Visit cornerstoneins.ca slash nation to get an online tenant or condo insurance quote in just a few minutes and use discount code nation. For an exclusive rate, find out why Cornerstone Insurance Brokers is ranked amongst the best in Alberta. For the good, the bad, the oily, we bring in Waz. Waz, good evening, sir. Uh, how are you doing tonight? Not well. I was doing great, and now I'm, I'm not so hot. I'm, I'm uh, Emotions. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Uh, a game when you're up by three goals, two separate occasions, I thought after... You know, the Rangers made it 3-1. It was a good bounce back from the Oilers to get that goal once again. Get, get that three-goal three, lead, three goal lead back, but it would not last long and uh, absolutely awful. But for the good, the bad, the oily, as we usually do, we start off with the good. And tonight, the good, something bigger than hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 50-50 tonight, uh, proceeds going to the Ben Stelter Fund, uh, which is with the Stollery Children's Hospital. If you've heard Mike, uh, Ben's father, talk about the charity, the, it just helps people out. People going through similar situations that they went through. Uh, last I saw, the 50-50 was up over $5 million. I'm just bringing it up now to get the exact amount, Five point six, just under $5.7 wow. million for the 50-50. So, um the game sucked. We'll we'll get to that. But mm-hmm. the good news tonight, uh, a lot of money raised going to the Ben Stelter Fund. Uh, ben Stelter was someone who I think a lot of people could just, you know, see a little bit of themselves in. Uh, everyone who was an Oilers fan at one point was a, a young kid who loved this team. And uh, Ben Stelter, just all that he was going through, he was so passionate and um, fought so hard. And just really good to see that uh, this city we know loves a 50-50 and people uh, throwing out some money to, to, to go to a great cause. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, just thinking about Ben Stelter, he was definitely 
back when you look at that playoff run, he was the story of the playoff run. Even before that, you know, every game Ben was at uh, prior to the playoffs, they would almost win. You know, there was like about 11, 15 games where Ben would go and they would win. And he just brought a smile to everybody's face. Right. He just was a, a light where wherever he went and whoever he touched. It was just I remember I was at that game when Ben Stelter was first introduced and first introduced to the media post game as well. And I, I didn't understand and didn't realize at the time like how much of an impact you know Ben would have made going down the road and uh just for a great cause and uh, it's a shame they couldn't have won it for him and his family but ultimately this this was bigger than hockey right 100 percent, 100 percent. uh yeah Ben Stelter uh huge impact for up this team forever will and uh really great of his family to to do this and uh try to help out other families that are going through certain situations mm-hmm. similar to this one okay uh as we do here we also have to get to the bat and I think the bat is pretty obvious tonight I'm sure you know as I look through the chat here there's a lot of different things here you know giveaway after giveaway on forced icing losing face-offs losing battles there's a lot of stuff uh but we'll just put it into one ball and call it the collapse uh, the Oilers in this one you know a three goal lead on two separate occasions and you know they just let it slip away the the Chris Kreider goal unfortunate like I said a two-on-one where you know Kreider's trying to make the the pass and Tyson Berry blocks it but it goes right back to Kreider for a tavern for the empty net like you know there's not much Jack Campbell can do he's playing the pass uh Lafreniere like I said, Capo Capo mm. makes a great play on the boards on uh, Philip Robert kind of spins him around and, and he buries it. He'd go on to get the shootout winner. And Zabinajai, when you're given the, the New York Rangers a five on three, unfortunate how it happened. Uh, they're, they're good. They're going to convert on those opportunities. Uh, they've got a lot of talent on that team. So uh, the collapse, whenever it's a three goal, uh, I don't care how much talent the other team has inexcusable. Um, yeah, that's, it's a strange one to swallow because by the third period, the Oilers were getting absolutely worked by the Oilers just in every department. You know, I think they had two shots on net in the third period. That's quite frankly inexcusable. I do mm-hmm. wonder if, you know, them going 11 and six had an impact because the boys did look a little more sluggish than usual. Um, especially going you know down into overtime. And uh, yeah, I do wonder if, you know, being down a def- you know, going 11 to six, I'm, I wonder did that impact them? You think? Uh, I mean, I, I think it's an excuse you could make, but just looking yeah. at the ice times here, uh, dry title 22, Nuge and McDavid 23 minutes played kind of typical for them. So mm-hmm. I mean, maybe getting out there a little bit more frequently impacted them. I don't think it helped. I think that yeah. clean cost and going down, uh, not only th- more minutes played for other guys, but also just what clean cost and brings, uh, with a little physicality. I, I think that was a big loss, but I mean, I'm sure it played a little bit of a role there and, you know, maybe some of these young defensemen are used to that, that seventh guy out there. Yeah. Not there now with Dylan Holloway and Vinny Darnay. And he, like, I thought, I thought Jack Campbell played a solid game. I thought maybe there was a goal or two he could have had for sure. But I mean, Igor Shesterkin also led in four goals and he's one of the top goalies in the NHL. And I saw no complaints about him. Right. So the Oilers did get what four, three goals in quick succession. And after that, they couldn't find a fifth. Right. And ultimately you shouldn't have to score five, four goals to win a hockey game. But the Rangers, you know, took advantage of the fact that the Oilers were 11 and six. They just simply outworked them. They outworked them for the win. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and just Turkin was great down the stretch, but yeah, the Edmonton Oilers they got out battled in a lot of facets, and maybe I shouldn't even say he was great. I mean, like you said, two shots in the third period, 
that's it. That's that's awful. And there's got to be that sense of urgency that kicks in. Like, all right, guys, it's a two goal lead now. Uh, one goal lead now. It's tied. Like, let's yeah. get things going here. And they just could not find it. Um, man, we're we're doing like a compliment sandwich here, almost with the good, the bad, the oil. We've got the yes. good, we've got the bad. And for yeah. the oily, uh, let's just take a step back and look at it because Connor McDavid, 100 points in 56 games played this season. I mean, the guy's obviously an absolute stud. When you look at it. The next closest in the league is his teammate, Leon Dreisaitl, who got up to 81 points with the goal tonight. And then Nikita Kucherov, 78. Matthew Kachuk, 75. Pasternak, 74. And then a guy named Eric Carlson, 73 points right now. So, I mean, what McDavid has done this year, just unbelievable. We we should almost yeah. come to expect it, but I, I still think you got to appreciate what this guy does. Yeah, and also that's his uh, sixth a uh, hundred point season in eight seasons. So the fact he's done it six times in eight years already is phenomenal. He probably could have maybe had a seventh there if he didn't get hurt. But uh, to think about, you know, I grew up during the kind of Taylor Hall era, uh, the decade of darkness when it was first starting, you know, I was like hoping maybe one day an Oiler would re- reach a hundred points. I'm like, Oh, that'd be cool to see an Oiler get a hundred points. I've never seen that before. The fact that one has done it, six times in eight years and plus you got Leon dry settle. I mean, it's incredible, but it, it does leave a bad taste in your mouth when he does reach a hundred point mark in 56 games. And then they lose like that. It sucks, right? Like you want to celebrate this victory and this milestone for Connor McDavid, but with the way they lost it kind of, it's kind of hard to focus on that. And the thing about it, you know, during the pandemic season, the fact that he had hundred points in 53 games and he kind of rep, he's replicating in a sense this year. Right. So it's just, it's a shame they didn't win, but still remarkable milestone nonetheless. Yeah. And I mean, even the season that was shortened due to the pandemic, he had 97 points in 64 games. So, or 97 points. So, I mean, he was right there. And then, yeah, I, I remember during the the season where it was the, the North, the Canadian division, and everyone talked about how, you know, he's only doing this because the North division sucks. Well, now it's a regular NHL season and he's doing it. And- so. The thing is, there's always excuses for when McDavid puts up these kind of numbers. Oh, he's playing in the Pacific Division. Well, he put up some points against the Rangers. He does it against top teams, right? Like, yeah, he does have the advantage of playing against some poor teams in the Pacific, but he's barely played against San Jose this year or Arizona. I think we've played Anaheim twice. So, you know, we've yet to feast on the bottom dollars of the Pacific yet. Uh, Let's just get right into... This uh, one here, because this is this is one I, I kind of thought of. And Alan says on Facebook, why the hell do we have a Vander Kane? He didn't play a single minute in overtime or on the overtime power play. Never got him in the shootout. Instead, Woodpecker put him in Yamamoto and Barry. What else am I missing here? FML. Alan, I, I believe Vander Kane, the last time the Oilers went to a shootout, the attempt wasn't great and he took a lot of flack. Yeah. I'm not defending it's not having him out there. I think you still have to have him out there at a certain point. Yeah. Who knows when that would have been. I think he got one shootout goal against the when he played for the Jets. So it's been a long time. But um no, I mean I I, I don't know what's going on there. We'll have to see if if it's brought up uh post game press conference with Coach Woodcroft. But yeah, you'd like to see him out there in overtime at the very it's least. Weird. It is weird. I, I don't know either. And with the shootout, I know they had a few different attempts where I'm like Derek Ryan, Tyson Berry. I think they just changed it up a little bit because it didn't work against Detroit or Philly. Right. So it's it's OK, I think, to experiment in the shootout for a bit. But, you know, your top your top players should be scoring. Right. Like that's ultimately it. I mean, in the overtime and past seasons, the Oilers have relied on dry settle McDavid to finish it off. And for whatever reason, they're not connecting well enough in overtime. I've noticed this year. They would often do the cross crease that would work usually nine times out of ten. 
And this year they're struggling to convert in overtime, which is strange, right? Like usually when the Oilers go to overtime, it's like, oh, this is a for sure win. Now it's it's not easy. Yeah, I mean, it, it used to be a lock. McDavid and Drysdale would find a way to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it is definitely something. Uh, okay, I'll top over to YouTube right now. Uh, Fifty three people in the chat room. Hello, everyone. Rusty Maynard, Cato. Oh, we got Austin, Doctor Gonzo. Dr. Gonzo had a chance to win tickets today from me and uh, he couldn't go because he didn't have anyone to go with. And we were talking and it's like, Oh man, missed a great game. Maybe it's best. He missed that one. Gonzo and got a chance to just watch it from home. Uh, We got Liam. He's going to have some banana rum. I like that. That sounds Uh, good. (laughs) JL, some stranger. Pradineski. Hello everyone. Thank you guys. Hit that like button. Uh, we'll continue to go through a lot of the things that we have here. Um, I, I want to bring in Gavin, our producer here, because he had some pretty interesting stats when it came to overtime and just, you know, the end yeah. of regulation. Uh, Gavin, you were saying seven straight losses when the Oilers go to overtime or shootout and four of the last five games have gone to overtime. For the last eight, yeah, we've gone to OT okay. or shootout, and yeah, we've lost all of them. And uh, like you just said too, Connor, that's seven straight now games that we've gone to the extra frame and we haven't pulled out a win. So like you guys were touching on earlier, obviously that needs to stop. We need to figure out a way how to get that extra point. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, it's got to be something you've got to find a way to clean up uh, in this one. And uh, I, I kind of teased it there earlier on in the show here um the maple leafs did make the big move which is inevitably breaking its way into our chat because people are asking what's ken holland doing what's going on Uh, the toronto maple leafs acquire ryan o'reilly and no 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 achari they also uh for the flip side the blues get a first round a second round a third round plus mikhail Abramov and Adam Gadet and the Minnesota wild were in there as well. They're taking a portion of Ryan O'Reilly's salary. I believe they get a fourth round pick to make that happen. So the Leafs giving up a lot, uh, they acquire Ryan O'Reilly, which is, you know, the big name, but Achari's a guy who can be bottom six. And I, you know, I think he's showing his little physicality there. Big move for the Leafs. So now I, I'm seeing a lot of the Oilers fans say, okay, Ken, you got to go and make that move. Yeah, no, it's our turn now. Right. And uh, yeah. you know, I, I'm I'm going to be bold here, and maybe some people will agree with me, and I know he's not a name that's particularly on the trade market, but you see St. Louis making these moves. Let's Ken go to St. Louis and say, hey, what's up with Colton Pareko? I, I, I don't think they more, move him. I know. Yeah, I, know I don't they think don't. they move him, though. I know. It's just, uh, I Personally, I would go after Colton Pareko over Eric Carlson or a Jacob Chikrin. That's just me. I don't know. I... I over over Carlson, I think he's gonna win the Norris. This Maybe year. Like, yeah. I think, like 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 you bring you bring Carlson to this team. Oh man, like you if you somehow some way Ken Holland can get it done. I think now you got it. You got to do it. There's a blueprint now though. There's a blueprint on how maybe you can acquire Carlson, right? Yeah, I mean, if you have to involve a third a third party and it's going to cost mm-hmm. you maybe a fourth-round pick, whatever that might be down the road, you do it. You make it happen to bring in an elite talent. I was watching Carlson last night against yeah. the Vegas Golden Knights, and like, there's just the plays he makes. It's just fun to watch, and he does it so was so easily with such ease he just makes these plays and then i watch the oilers at times get hemmed in in their own end and i'm like yeah carlson would make that pass or he'd skate it out like point you know he can make those plays yeah and i know freeman i think it was freeman that said earlier that we actually sent a couple scouts to vegas to watch carlson play last night as well 
<laughs> Jeez. Hey, you say I'll tell you. Get him. <laughs> He'd fit yeah, in. Yeah. I, you know, don't watch him on TV. As they would say. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, not too hard for that one. Um, yeah, Ricky here on Facebook says Holland is holding his cards. Lots of names out there still, for sure. I mean, I don't know if Ryan O'Reilly was that guy, but um, we, we've seen Tarasenko. We've seen O'Reilly go. It's going to start to pick up that process. So I'm sure Ken Holland is on the phone making some calls. Uh want to ask you guys what Kyler Yamamoto made his return to the lineup tonight. And um, obviously he's been out for a while from what he's said and what we've heard about him people think that you know he's been ready to get going for for a little bit here but uh in the return to the lineup playing on the second line 15 minutes played uh took a penalty one shot one hit had a block and a giveaway according to the stat mm-hmm. sheet uh was what do you think of Kyler Yamamoto in his return to the lineup I didn't really notice him too much I was trying to keep an eye on him um I I, I was kind of confused on why they put him in the shootout because since he hasn't played in a while I thought that was like oh is it really worth it since I don't know but uh I I know Matt Cassie I was listening to 1260 prior to uh their pregame show just before the game and he was saying how he's such a responsible player and I, I guess he makes a fair point there but I, I think he did his role right like I wish you could have got a goal from him but then we scored four right like uh, yeah, honestly yeah I just didn't notice him too much how about you Gavin yeah like um throughout the game I think he was finding the puck a little bit but he did have that good chance there mm-hmm. in front of the net he hit that post um but it's expected right like he misses that much time battling that injury so obviously going to take him a little bit of extra time to kind of get his feet wet kind of thing catch his stride again but again he hit he hit 20 goals last year so I don't like I could see him kind of like getting his scoring touch a little bit on and uh further on in the season yeah I mean he, he's certainly a streaky player so if it gets oh, going sure. uh, we can expect it to kind of keep on going uh, the amps. I want to see that on uh, Rogers place <laughs> Jumbotron once again exactly so. yes exactly. yes please uh, Jessica says we suck at shootouts so okay guys I, I'll ask you this one and I'll, I'll throw this question out to everyone watching let's say it goes to shootout your first three McDavid Dreisaitl and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I mean, Nuge has been the best shootout taker, in my opinion. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl, that effort tonight. People were critical of him a couple shootouts ago, and I kind of said, hey, I don't think you have to be for this one, taking a clapper like that. You're not going to be just jerking like that. So, And did he even hit the net? Like, it just, it seemed like a bit of an interesting effort. But let's just say you're done with those three. Who would be your next three shooters? Hmm... I don't know because Nuge is clinical. Dry settle, I thought it was weird that he took a slap shot. McDavid is, you know, we all know how good he is, but for whatever reason, the shootout, he sometimes is very inconsistent. Um, I don't know. I thought their selection was okay. Like, do you put in Evan Bouchard? <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll say this I like Derek Ryan. Yeah. I thought been, that was an He's a been good on a one. heater recently. And I think he's got, you know, some good hands in tight. Uh, obviously, it didn't work out for them. If he was here, I would be considering Dylan Holloway. And mm-hmm. another one, I mean, I, I kind of like Ryan McLeod. You know, the, the yeah, chance he had sure. there in tight there, he went high and quick. He's, and He's also a little speed, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if had Fogelman look at the pass to him a little quicker, maybe he uh-huh. buries that. But he did a great job on that attempt to, to get it high and quick and hits the crossbar. But, I mean those are the kind of the guys I would look at if I had to go for my yeah. next three. For sure. Like, and I'm a big believer too, in kind of riding the hot hand kind of thing going into a shootout. So for an example, whoever scored that game or who's been in kind of on a hot streak lately, that's kind of what I would kind of pick from. 
Pradansky says, I'd use Carlson in the shootout. I tweeted that also. Hey, for the just for the shootouts, bring him in. Like he he could be good for that one. Uh someone says, I think we miss Vinny DeArnay. I think so too. I think, you know, yeah. even if you don't notice him, he's making life hell on the opposing side. Uh he's he's got a little bit of a mean streak in him, but I don't um, think we'll see him for a little bit. Well, maybe we will. They, Condors have three games in the next four days. So maybe they'll go out there and, yeah, and so get a lot of lot of action. I'll give a little shout out to 1260 again. I've been listening to them all a lot recently going to the Nation HQ. And like they were mentioning, I think it was low tide. They're like, how we'll only be gone for two weeks. And I think I, someone else mentioned, like, we are kind of treating like DRNAs like this almighty amazing defense i've loved darren a so far but it's like it's almost if we're acting like he's this norris caliber defenseman and with him out of the lineup it's like oh my god are we gonna win or it's like are we gonna lose every game without darren i don't know but <laughs> i just think it's because we wanted that huge uh hot yes, when he's yes. in the lineup right so yeah. that's kind of a big thing i think it's a little bit like a prisoner of the moment sort of thing going on for there. sure yeah, but and the one thing I will say, like if if Vinny Dayarnay, his ceiling is a third line pairing guy who plays twelve minutes, that's okay. You need those guys on your team oh, and a guy sure. who can especially you know, when it comes in, playoff time, hundred percent. Yeah, and so well, if it gets into a physical game, that's okay. But here's the thing: a lot of people in the I was reading the comments and they're saying like, "Oh, we we don't need Carlson. We need someone who's defensive." But the thing is, Eric Carlson will allow you to move the puck out of your zone a little bit more efficiently, so you're not having as many issues in your defensive zone. Yeah, I, I mean, am hey, I wrong or am I right? You, you're 100 right, and yeah, sure. I think that if if that's how it's going to be, you know, you probably count on Darnell Nurse to be more of that shutdown guy, but Eric Carlson is going to be keeping the puck in the offensive end. And yes. last time I heard, you know, that that's where it's pretty safe. You're not going to let too many goals in from the offensive zone unless it's like that one uh, goal against Mike Smith in the playoffs last year. But uh, yeah, that it would be nice to see. Uh, we've got one here. Uh, Neilio asks, uh, "Darren is sick, right?" No, he and Dylan Holloway were yeah. sent down to Bakersfield. Yeah, it was just Costin yeah. who was sick right before game time. Yeah, Costin has the sickness, and it it is going away or there going around a, the room. Yeah, yeah it's going a, around the room. So, and that's and that's something definitely keep an eye on, obviously. And like, yeah, if you think about it, if there's a bug going out the going around the room and also we were 11 and six you can kind of you could tell on the ice like they were sluggish they ran out of gas quicker than usual even the top guns were slower i thought even in overtime i thought it was just a little sloppy going into the third yeah, well, oh, yeah. like and that whole third third period is mm-hmm. like on everyone's part obviously yeah. like like yeah. we touched on earlier we had two shots that period obviously to win hockey games you can't have that right uh, and another thing too and another thing too in that game and and obviously in recent past is our penalty kill how do we figure that out Right, yes. let another like another two power play goals tonight. Uh, penalty kill went two for four. So how do we make that better? Like this is getting ridiculous, and obviously we can't have this going forward. Did you guys notice it at all? Like I, I thought on multiple occasions on the penalty kill, uh, the two forwards were just flying around, like not in a formation, not in that box. Like it looked they were yeah. they were trying to play catch up and getting caught out of position. I, I don't know if that's exactly how you coach it. Um, you know, I, you're, you're obviously opening up a lot of passing lanes and moving it, being allowing the other teams to move it around. I thought Detroit's puck movement against the Oilers on their power plays was very good, and that could have also been a product of the Oilers. You know allowing them to do so but yeah that's 100 percent something they do need to fix and you know giving up shorties is tough too well yeah like i'm all for being aggressive 100 on the penalty kill but know your spots too right like today you have that lead protect that lead right there's no really extra point to kind of be ultra aggressive like yeah you maybe want to force a turnover to go the other way on a break or a partial break but like i just said know your spots right we got to lock it down 
Yeah, it's got to be more organization on the PK as well. Like, uh, it's this team, there, there should be no real excuses, I find. And, you know, Oilers fans, I've said this before, have every right to be frustrated, pissed off because the high, the expectations are high for this team. There's high standards from Oilers fans. Mm-hmm. And when you blow a lead 4 wide and go into a shootout, people are going to be pissed off and they have every right to do so, especially with how much money is being made around this team and the, and the you know, the standards that were set. Oh, you know, con- contender. It's like, it, it's okay to be frustrated 100%. Uh, Facebook here. I, I'm sort of a mispronounce your name, Jazz. You want to recap? Here it is. This team sucks and is not ready for the playoffs. Well, you know, I don't know if they suck. Uh, it was a sucky second and third hey, period for sure, but maybe they can bounce back. And just uh, quickly, Shane says good offense is defense. Joe, best defense is a good offense. And Dante, three on three, we would be sick. I mean, there's a lot of people here that want to see Eric Carlson in this lineup. I was unsure at first, didn't know how realistic it was, but now we're getting there. We're uh, all in. getting to the I'm point where I'm in on, for it. I'm all in on Carlson, man. I'm yeah, it's it's now or never, it feels like. Who, like. There's no real great defensive option on the market, right? And when it comes to offensive options, like Eric well, especially at his caliber, man. right? Yeah, Like, he's exactly. in North he's probably going to put up 100 yeah. points. Doing it. But I was also talking at uh, Nation HQ today, do you think San Jose is going to try to push some move him? Because obviously with his contract, mm-hmm. this is going to be like his highest value he'll have probably for the rest of his career, right? So I would assume that San Jose definitely wants to get, get rid of him this year. Yeah. So it might kind of be in a corner to kind of move him, move that contract. And it's crazy to say, even with his age, like his trade value might never be higher, right? Because yeah. just of what he's doing. We've talked about the leading scorers in the NHL. He has 73 points this year. Um I don't know. San Jose is going to have to retain salary pretty much wherever For he sure. goes. They're already retained salary on Brent Burns. So that would only leave them able to retain on one more player. But I think, you know, for the haul you'll get for Carlson, definitely going to be worth it. it. I think, and, I think Greer hundred percent has to make that move. And I think it comes to, to someone. And it comes down to Ken Holland. If he can be creative, right? Like it's not just Ken Holland. Also, it's also the, the people around him, his management staff, the assistant GM, they all have to talk. They all to wonder like, how do we make a deal work here? Do Look at the Toronto deal just happened. You know, somehow St. Louis uh, with 75% of O'Reilly's salary got retained by between Minnesota and St. Louis. Like that's, there's something that, that can happen here. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that that's the creativity you need to find. Uh, QF Pro Twenty One. I mean, if the Leafs can make O'Reilly work, I'm sure we can make Carlson oh, work for sure. Yeah, yeah you, you just gotta like we said, find that team, find your Minnesota Wild, throw a draft pick their way, get them to take you know twenty five percent of the salary, and you can make it work. I that that's awesome to me. I even tweeted it out. I'm like, could a team take forty five percent as well? No, you can't do that. But it can be like fifty percent of the fifty percent, twenty five percent, and also just that. Mentioned like they got Nola Achari in that deal as well. Like he's he's an underrated player. That's a player the Oilers are looking at. So the fact they got two players out of that is impressive. And O'Reilly, he's still a smart player regardless of his age. He's a, he can still contribute in ways they maybe not offensively, but defensively he's been known to be good. Yeah, and and he's obviously shown that he can perform in the playoffs too. Right, he won the Conn Smythe in 2019 and won the Stanley Cup that year as well. So it's an underrated move, and I, I like that fit for O'Reilly in Toronto. Yeah, exactly. Captain too brings the leadership, has the experience. Exactly. Uh, just needs to get healthy. And uh, Achari, I like it as well. I mean, that's a good move for the Maple Leafs. Uh, mm-hmm. They they obviously know what they're up against. They haven't won a playoff series in what feels like forever. You guys might not have <laughs> even been alive. That might 
Maybe. Have you guys ever seen the Leafs win a playoff series? I don't know. Maybe not. Not, not since 2004, apparently. <laughs> so it's been a while. Um, just barely. Yeah, then. Just barely. Yeah. I mean, can't really remember that. I barely remember that, to be honest <laughs> with you. So, yeah, they, they had to go all in and try to find a way to get it done. Uh, the Oilers, in my opinion, I think in that same boat, have to find a way uh, to do so. Um. What should we get to here? Oh, quickly, uh, just looking at the updated standings now in the NHL uh, with the loss tonight, or sorry, overtime loss, uh, the Oilers do collect one point, so that puts them up to 67 on the season. The record 30-19-7. and seven. Uh, The LA Kings were in action. Right? They were victorious, so the Pacific Division as it stands today, the Vegas Golden Knights first with 70 points, the Kings second with 69, the Kraken third with 68, and the Oilers now on the wild card position, the number one spot with uh, 67. So four points separating first in the Pacific to a wild card fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Calgary Flames now out of the playoffs for the time being. The Minnesota Wild jumping into that second spot, uh, collecting capital yeah. and getting into the playoffs for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, let's go into the chat room here. Man, we got a lot of them. Uh, Ricky yeah. in Can We Trust. Uh, I just saw that we still got a notification. We got to 100 comments on the Facebook uh, chat here. Keep so coming. that's awesome. Like to a, see it. It's a feisty Friday night. Yeah, people fired up. It's good to see. Yeah. I want it wanted to be a feel-good Friday, but we didn't get, <laughs> we didn't get that one. No. no, feeling frisky Friday. Yes. Susan says we have two of the best players in the game and can't finish a game properly. Yeah. I mean, I, I get the frustration here for, for yeah. the diehard Oilers fans like that. Mm-hmm. There's really no excuse. You're up three goals. You got to find a way to lock that one yeah. down, whether it's a scoring another goal to put the nail in the coffin or shut it down defensively. They didn't do either. Right. And, you know, Warren no. Fogle had a great opportunity at the end there. Um, mm-hmm. Man, that would have, that would have been a massive goal for Fogle confidence wise. And, you know, obviously the implications for the team, but, uh, just brutal. Uh, Star says Kane needs to speak up and ask why. Why does Kane or does Wood does Woodcroft have something against him? I don't think it's like that. I don't think. No, I don't think like so that. either. No, because he put a lot of faith in him in last year's playoffs, and maybe it's something to do with the injury. We don't know, but it's. I do think the way Woodcroft manages the minutes throughout the lineup could be a bit better, especially this season. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I love Jay Woodcroft, but there's definitely been some uh, weaknesses, I guess, in his coaching style recently. Some flaws. Flaws is a better way to put it. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought at the start of the year there was, I mean, I, there there was a lot of questions I had. You know, putting out certain lines after a goal yeah. or in one goal game, there was things where it's kind of like, you know, you don't have to always have to give a chance to redeem themselves. You can put out your star players. Uh, Ron says, imagine McDavid watching his childhood favorite team wheeling and dealing, getting creative. Then there's Holland, stuck in the mud and basically retired. Wish we had a GM like Toronto. But his childhood dream, his childhood team didn't go to the Western Conference Final or hasn't won a playoff round in how long, right? So I hate to bring that up, but it's true. McDavid's won more playoff rounds with the Oilers than the Maple Leafs have since 2004. But then, like, the thing about Holland, too, and just give it time. Like, he still has until March mm-hmm. 3rd to get a deal yes. done for. So don't count him out just yet, people. It still might come. We still, get, we still might get that big trade here. Yeah, and also, it's it's kind of like... I think people look at the standings and how they're like teams are moving up and down. Like let's not worry about the playoffs until, you know, the last few weeks of the season. I, you know, it's, there's no, well, we're still grinding out here. Well, for sure. But on games like today, you definitely got to close out. Yeah. Cause I don't know if you guys seen 
like the beginning of our March schedule. So I'll just read off like the first number of games here in March. So we start out March, Toronto, then we have back-to-back Winnipeg, Buffalo, Boston, Toronto again. So the rest of February is extremely, extremely crucial for the Edmonton Oilers. So like games like today, you need to pick up that point, extra point. Yeah, and I will. I mean, I, I feel like it's kind of good. The Oilers do tend to kind of elevate their game when they're playing teams with a yeah. higher, higher skill level. Like that. Yeah, not a great trade necessarily, but you should probably get some um, improved play from them. I will say though, uh, and I'm just trying to look it up very quickly here. The Maple Leafs. It, we're just going to praise Kyle Dubas. Oh, did we lose Waz? We did for a second, and he's back. <laughs> Welcome Sorry. back, Waz. Uh, yeah, I was worried. I think uh, was it. Who the main police in the past have gone out and, and swung and miss. I mean, they bring in Matt Murray, which didn't necessarily pan out. Um, who was it a couple of years ago at the trade deadline? They gave up a first for him and uh, it was a rental and it, I don't think it went well. I'll have to try to find it. I don't know where it is, but um, yeah, I mean, Hey, GMs are going to, sometimes they'll land. Sometimes they'll miss. If the, if the Maple Leafs, you know, lose in the first round, we're just going to say, wow, that was terrible. You gave up yeah. a lot for yeah. a guy who's now a free agent and you did not win the series because uh, the Leafs are very likely going to get a tough first round matchup for them. Um, if they finish second, uh, they get the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round. So, <laughs> I can't. And look, the playoffs are strange. Anything can generally happen. If you look back to last year, the Florida Panthers, what they got swept and they were the best team in the league most goals scored like anything can happen to any team regardless of your position in the standings i think once you make the playoffs league standings don't matter as much i would say unless you're the colorado avalanche well the thing is like you're gonna have to play the best of the best anyways when you get to the playoffs right so everyone's like oh we shouldn't finish like in this position because we might play colorado Mm -hmm. you're most likely gonna have to play colorado anyways right Mm -hmm. so to make it all the way you're gonna have to play the best and beat the best yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning before winning two straight cups were swept by Columbus in the first round, right? And like that's, yeah, exactly. that's after like, they had like a season high, like a record-setting season. Like they put up sixty-plus wins and they got swept by the Blue Jackets. Like yeah. the playoffs are a weird. Like if you think back to two thousand six, the Red Wings that year had like one hundred and thirty points, one hundred twenty-four points, and the Oilers beat them. So it's mm-hmm. it's just it kind of just it, a little bit of luck does go a long way. But like Gavin, you mentioned, like you got to beat whoever's in front of you. Uh, the YouTube chat. You guys are so smart. Uh, Felino, that was they give for uh, Nick Felino. Mm-hmm. Nice lost. I think in the first round. Well, obviously, they lost in the first round, and it didn't work out too well for him, right? So you never know. You, you we get so like fired up and passionate about it right when it happens, and then two months later, you can look back and say, "Well, that wasn't worth it." Uh, Susan here says, "I don't think Carlson wants to come here." Maybe I feel like there was a conversation at All Star Weekend. Oh, I was just gonna. I was just gonna maybe that, right. Yeah, yeah, I think there might have been that conversation, but we don't know. That's all speculation. Okay. Uh, go I was going to say, I don't, why wouldn't he want to come here? Like, what other options do he have? I mean, I've been to San Jose. It's not the prettiest city in the world. I mean, sure, you got San Francisco down the road, but he's played in Ottawa. And is Ottawa really that, that much prettier for a city than Edmonton? I mean, Edmonton's not too half bad, especially if you're playing with Connor McDavid and Leon Drysdale. So. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, I mean I'm a biased Edmontonian born and raised, yeah, so I, I can't say yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> or yeah, like our city, okay? Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe San Jose is a beautiful city. I mean, it, it's okay. not LA. It's not Anaheim, but I've heard if they've I got was, some nice areas. If I can compare it to anything, San Jose is like the Edmonton of California. There's just, it's it's got some nice spots to it. It's 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 all right, but it's nothing like that's like wowsy, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, close to the Bay, I guess that would be maybe Yeah, that's about point. it. Uh, <laughs> okay, here we go into the old YouTube chat here. What's going on, guys? 69 people in the room. Nice. Uh, make sure you hit that like button. Owen Poser. Ryan O'Reilly traded. Yes, Ryan O'Reilly is going to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Tyson says flames are growing a dumpster fire, and I love it. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> yep. you guys saw uh, Alan Walsh CCing the flames on Twitter. <laughs> We're okay with that one, right? I think it's kind of fun Absolutely to watch love it. that. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Good to see it from a, a distance away. Uh, Maynard says Lees will still bow out in the first round. It is definitely possible. Um, there are some people bringing up potentially, and I, I'm sorry I missed it. I think it was Dante. Yes, Dante. Do you guys think Drysdale is playing hurt? He's lost two steps in his skating. I think there might be something going on there, but he does have three goals in his last three games. Exactly. And and obviously in the playoffs last year, Dry Shuttle showed that he can play like with like some aches and bruises kind of thing. So I wouldn't really read too much into that. And like you just said, Connor, you scored in three consecutive now. Yeah, it's fine in ways. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's some fatigue setting in. Shouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, they just had a bunch of time. Yeah, exactly. Off. They just had a break. Uh, Kyle says up and down like a toilet seat. Ken Holland. Yeah, that was a very good line that he, <laughs> he had a couple of years ago. Um, and then Maynard Nugent Spivey, yes, 29 is banged up. I, I don't know what the injury would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they're not going to say anything. Uh, Ken Holland yeah. and Jay Woodcroft will give us nothing. Uh, but yeah, Oilers lose 5-4 in a shootout. Connor Halley, we've got Waz and Gavin, the intern, uh, on Oilers Nation after dark. Uh, Gavin, before the game tonight for Betway, you had a bet dry settle anytime goal scorer. I did. So I you, did. You had confidence in him. Yeah, yeah, because like obviously he scored in in two consecutive before that, and then I looked at his previous matchup against the Rangers. He had uh, five goals in his last five games against them, so he's been he's been scoring uh, he's been scoring against the Rangers quite a bit. So I, I was confident in that one. 
Yeah, but nice the Oilers finish. money line, it, it was good at the start. I thought that was an easy cash, but didn't happen. One thing I'll say is whenever the Oilers and Rangers do play, it seems like it's always like a fun back and forth affair. I mean, yeah. back earlier this year, it was like a, what we came, we were down three, nothing pretty early. We came back to beat them last time we played them. So it's, and then of course, you know, we all know McDavid's incredible goal against the Rangers back in 2021. So yeah, it was last, it was, last November, yeah. last, mm-hmm. last November, last season. Uh, QF Pro 21. I mean, dry is scoring, but dry also looks like he's playing one and a half lungs. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. Maybe, maybe um, we've got this going back to the the Eric Carlson stuff. Uh, Cato and Steven saying a lot of talk about his relationship with Kane. I don't know. I mean, they're oh, I think it's fine. Maybe I. Yeah, I, I wouldn't look into that one yeah. too much. Hey, but. Yeah. If anything, I saw a photo of Kane and Carlson laughing and smiling together. So there's a positive sign there. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, you guys, I've been really impressed with Evander Kane off the ice. The yes, thing he's exactly. been doing. Um, I, I know the track record, well aware of what he's had yeah. in the past, but since he's been here, I think he's been uh, like an ideal citizen. He's doing work with charities and uh, exactly. He was at that. Uh, he was at the Ben Stelter Memorial Tournament. Um, yesterday did the puck drop, so it's good to see. Yeah, he's like been awesome on the ice and obviously off the ice as well, giving back to the community. So it's been awesome to see from Evander Kane. Hundred percent, hundred percent. We got Rusty the Reckless Optimist here, our favorite. We forgot it's the long weekend. That's a great time. Yes, it is the long weekend. Uh, Oilers playing not tomorrow, so we all get a Saturday night off, which is great. And then uh, we are back on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. The Oilers take on the Colorado Avalanche. That's certainly going to be a tough matchup. Uh, If the Colorado Avalanche can continue to get healthy and play some good hockey, we'll see what happens with that one. this has been a it's been a weird losing streak the Oilers have been on because they got a terrible game against Montreal and then you know they're getting points out of Detroit and the Rangers here so you're still getting something but it's just I think the fashion that they've been losing has just been leaving a bad taste in the Oilers fans' mouth. It's like it feels like the the effort and the sluggishness I don't know it's just something that's not right about these losses. Yeah, 100%. I was just actually going to grab the schedule here and go back and look at the last couple games here. I mean, if you just go back to go back to the road trip, I guess, coming off of the All-Star break, uh, the 5-2 win against Detroit, I think at that point everybody was thinking, okay, yeah, they're, they're right where they left off. That's great to see. But then the uh, the 2-1 loss in a shootout to Philly, only scoring two goals against, or one goal against Philly, a disappointment. Uh, they did get the win against the Sens, but then the game against the Montreal Canadiens on Super Bowl Sunday was absolutely terrible. Uh, shootout loss to the Red Wings at home, 5-4 game, and then the shootout loss tonight. Part of it for me is, you know, I'm just so used to them winning in overtime. Like, it's, I'm not used to seeing McDavid and Dryas that will not march down the ice two-on-one, bury it. Like, it's it's almost that, that expectation that they're going to find a way to win. And then in the last two, they haven't. And then the shootouts just haven't looked very good, especially from, from those two big players. Actually, never mind. I should take that back. McDavid did score last game in the shootout, so I'll, I'll take that one back. It was a nice shot. Yeah, and like the thing is, everyone's like saying, "Oh, we, this is why we need Carlson. This is why we need Carlson. Well, we need Carlson to go on like a deep playoff run. We don't need Carlson to be like just so we can beat Detroit or Montreal, right? Like the team that we have in general should be able to beat some of these weaker opponents or be able to close out a game against New York, right? Like it's just it's more so a problem with the team we currently have. I don't know what it is, and I 
I think it's more so team defense has been a huge problem. It's it's hard to blame one guy. Like Jack Campbell, I thought had a great game. He had made some fantastic saves. Sure, he let in some goals because I could have that one back. But at the end of the day, I thought Campbell played well. And just in general, the team needs to play, play better. Yeah, I mean, and I don't, I don't know because we did see this for the first couple of months of the season. Though even strength defensively just wasn't good enough. I like to think there's some coaching moments here where you can break it yes. down. Hey guys, yes. like you know, we have to be better as a five on five, four on four unit. Of course, taking penalties late in the game don't. That's not going to help you. Uh, shooting the puck over the glass, it's pretty black and white call. I can't be doing stupid things like that especially against the Rangers who can put out a pretty outstanding uh, power play like that one. Just, just a lot of little mistakes. Um, and I think Gregor had it the stat last game. It was two unforced icings led to goals, just little things like that. that they have to clean up. If they do that, they'll get back on track, but uh, if they don't, uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, Dante says, if you guys were the GM, what would you give for Carlson? Why don't we, let, let's ask that question. If you're yeah. watching Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, you can answer us as well, but let us know if you were giving up a package to get Eric Carlson, what would it be? And I mean, it's going to probably be Bouchard. I would think, you know, they'll probably want a player who can go. Maybe it's Tyson Berry to clear some cap space. Well, yeah. And that's the thing, Connor, like I, I, if we get Carlson, trust me, I'm all in on getting Carlson to the Edmonton Oilers, but I don't want to trade both Barry and Bouchard. I understand it's going to take one, most likely Barry, just because of money, but I, I wouldn't trade both in the deal. Um, I, I I hate to bring this up, but some there was a fake uh, a fake uh, Carlson trade uh, thing. You know, on Twitter when people change your logo to the Oilers and everything, or like uh, Bob McKenzie or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oilers trade. We have a quite. This isn't real. Uh, we have acquired Eric Carlson from San Jose in exchange for a conditional 2023 first round pick, conditional 2024 first round pick, Holy RV, and slap shot bum Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> I mean, oh, no. well, let's, let's show I mean, Leon's awesome, but um, I think the big thing with Carlson really is just retaining salary. That's the big thing. How do we, you know, who, who can we get a third team involved like we saw with Minnesota, Montreal, uh, Toronto, and St. Louis, right? Like, I do not want to give up Evan Bouchard. That's just me because he's still very young. He can still become a very useful NHL player. But I would maybe give up Tyson Bear. I don't know. It's it's tough to say. No, for sure. Like, obviously, you just said, like, obviously, salary is a, a big issue with the Carlson trade. But Toronto showed today. And mm-hmm. if you want to make it work, you'll make it work, right? Ken Holland, Wolf, you out a way to make the money make the money work I hope so. Eric Carlson or I just hope those around him can you know help oh, guide sure. him in a sense yeah. right it's it comes down to the whole management team not just Ken Holland he's not he, he kind of has the final say on things but he does have assistance for a reason yeah. uh QF Pro says at Edmonton Oilers. I saw that too yeah you got to watch out for the Oilers. Uh, <laughs> I, I just look at if I'm if I'm San Jose and Eric Carlson I know what he is I know how good he is I have no problem retaining salary but when you start offering me first round picks my first thought is okay that's going to be like 27th 28th yeah it's almost like a second like that that's not as yeah. enticing as a great no, it's pick true. um so you like give out, me, out of- but I also want a defensive prospect. Like I, I want someone to take Carlson's spot. So mm-hmm. is it yep. Tyson Berry? He's around for another year. That'd be cool. But I want someone who I can build with. So that's why I say realistically, I feel like, you know, it, it might cost you Bouchard. Maybe it's Broberg, but you mm-hmm. want someone young that you can have on your blue line and develop, right? 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, on San Jose point of view, 100%. Like, you're definitely asking for, like, a Bouchard or a Brobrig if you're San Jose. And I, w- I would not be surprised if it's, like, a Borgo as well, kind of in that deal. Um, I think there's one positive out of this whole Carlson thing is that it seems like the Oilers are the only team really interested that we know and that's been reported. No one else is kind of, like, sniffing around him. I think with O'Reilly, you had a few teams scouting and trying to make a move for him. I think, like, you know, uh, Dante Fox on uh, – Facebook said, I hope Holland doesn't wait like he did with trying to get Markstrom. So in this sense, he does, he can be a little bit more patient. I feel based on there's not many teams really going after Carlson. Uh, Ron on Facebook says Bouchard, Pugliarvi, Borgo, a first round pick for Gregor and Carlson, uh, fourth to a third team to make the cap work. Uh, Noah Gregor. Uh, I know a guy who would be very happy to see him come back to Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, what's a name. I think the Oilers might consider trading. He's a prospect. I, Gavin, I love, I love your thoughts on this. Matvey Petrov, he's been lighting up this, uh, the OHL, and I, I wonder if he's a player they can use as a trade piece. Yeah, like obviously if, if it tips a scale to bring him here 100%, yeah. I'd do that, right? Is I, I'm like I was saying earlier, I, I'm all in on Eric Carlson. So. Petrov, yeah. Uh, 51 games this year with the North Bay Battalion, 23 goals, 53 points. Oh, sorry, 53 assists, 76 points, 6'2", 200 pounds. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's that got to be enticing. Uh, Sixth-round pick back in 2021. Yeah, he left one of those late-round picks. That's mm-hmm. has some success yeah, like, like that one. Jabs. Yeah, yeah, you hope it hits, and, and we'll wait and see if it does. But, yeah, he's he's playing very well. Uh, we also have Frank on Facebook says, Barry J. People are going to pick for Carlson use Boosh on another for a trade. Yeah, I just I just don't know. Like if I'm San Jose, Borgo's nice. A pick, like I said, is gonna be late in the first round. So mm-hmm. that's not as great to me. Barry's gone in a year and a bit yeah, due to free agency. Sure. And yes, the Pugliarvi, you don't know. I mean why why do people want yes Pugliarvi right now? You tell me that a reclamation project that yeah. that's about it. I don't know. He's for sure he doesn't, it, to me, show high hockey IQ. He hasn't produced. Um, yeah, he he's disruptive. Yes. I, I'll give him that. And I think he's an NHLer, but I don't think he's a top six guy. So no. that's just the only thing that's Kim is just doing with the Oilers a favor, I think. Yeah, and like the only thing that might be appealing for a guy like Pulley from other teams is he's just a buy low candidate, right? One of the reasons why we could be like looking at a Tyler Bertuzzi bringing in because same thing, mm-hmm. right? He's he's an extremely buy low candidate, and Bertuzzi scored thirty goals already in his career. So I think that's the only reason why I think a team would be interested in player because he's not going to co- cost a lot, but he has a little bit of reward to him. Man, I mean, hey, uh, I hope he goes somewhere and I hope he like yeah. finds his groove and makes it work. But uh, <laughs> I, I just don't know how much trade value he has for $3 million. Yeah. No, exactly. Right. Um, Sean in Calgary says Kane ends up in Dallas. I must, I guess the chat must have got to, to Patrick Kane. Um, <laughs> it's some softies. So. It's also people saying he'd look good in, in a shootout. Yes, one player, he, yes, yes, you would. One player I'd like to ask you guys about: What do you think of Matias Yanmark? Because for me, I don't really notice much from him, but he's always in the top six. Is that because he's more of a veteran presence? Like, what's what do you think of Matias Yanmark? I, I mean, it seems like there's there's okay plays every once in a while. Yeah. He, he shows up. I don't know if it's more so just having him up there to have someone else further down in the lineup to maybe generate some more balance, but yeah, I don't know. He's, he's kind of hit and miss for me. I, I think on a, on a really good team, Matias Yanmark's not in your top six. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No. And like no. the thing about Matias Yanmark too, sometimes you don't really notice him every game, but 
I, that's not always a bad thing either, right? But at the same time, I'm, I'm indifferent about Matias Yammer, but I think he's one of Woody's guys for sure. Woody absolutely loves him. Yeah, I, th- I think he trusts him, and I think, you know, there's yep. that potential for exactly. him to, to have a couple splash plays against the old football term. Uh, Bassam <laughs> says, where was Costin today? He was sick, he had an illness, so that was too bad. Definitely a, a big yeah. loss. They missed him. I mean, he. For I think sure. he has he has games where he kind of disappears, but he, just yeah. that physicality that he brings, I think that could have been uh, big in this one for sure. I use the term splash play, like you just said, too. Connor Costin Co- provides that, too, so... Yeah, exactly. It's just a, a goal out of nowhere, right? Like uh, you yeah. don't you don't you're not going to count on him to do it all the time, but every once in a while uh, can chip in offensively. Uh, it certainly helps. Uh, some stranger, Yanmark is a stable bottom six. Totally agree with you on that yep. one. Hundred percent. And again, Rusty when he's when the Oilers are fully healthy, he's not in our top six. Yeah, so it's kind of trying to move those things around. Uh, Clean Shady would have got the game winner. Can't disagree. He, he would have found yeah. a way. He just would have got it done. And uh, Cato says, really hope Holland's patience pays off and he does something worthwhile. We all hope so, I think, at this point. We just want something to happen. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you guys. Uh, I, I also do have to mention, because uh, the Nation Vacation is coming up, coming up in a little while here, out to mm-hmm. Toronto. It's uh, March 10th to 12th. Uh, I don't know how much you guys talk about it in the office or anything. There might be some spots up for grabs. I heard there was between 0 and 5 last time we did a show. Uh, any word on that, you guys? We got any uh, availabilities? Yeah, yeah the, they're talking today at the office. I heard that there's two spots left available for the next Nation Vacation dwindling it's dwindling so if you want to go uh make sure you check it out uh, nationgear.ca uh it's march 10th to 12th you get to see oilers lease in a box suite stay at the royal york an experience powered by ama travel my fiance mm-hmm. actually was like ama is a sponsor i used to use them for all my trips they make it so easy they help you with like visas there and stuff. You go. So, yeah yeah that's uh that's the the god honest truth i'm not making that up she is a big fan of ama travel yeah and so, uh, uh yeah it, it is almost sold out we, we had it a post on our instagram as well um march 10th to march 12th 2023 toronto ontario almost sold out so hurry up uh nation vacations are always a great time especially with toronto and edmonton in the mix oh that's good that sounds like a fun time you know what could you imagine you guys partying with like uh i don't know let's see maybe rusty or brock or or jl dr gonzo uh basim frank jessica maybe you want to take the vacation i don't know um We'll wrap it up here with this one. Let's uh, let's get a prediction for the game on Sunday. It is a 1 p.m. start, so a nice Sunday afternoon game. One prediction for the final score, and also if you were throwing some money down on Betway, what would be one of your predictions? Okay, I'll go. Um, okay, I think we're gonna go to OT again, but we're gonna we're gonna get the win in overtime. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it, and I'm gonna go Zach Hyman anytime goal score. Because he should have had one tonight, but uh, he just missed and the nooch pot at home. So I'm going to go Hyman anytime goal score and Oilers win. Oh, I think I'm going to go with the over. I think the Oilers are going to win in regulation 5-3. I think it's going to be an absolute wild afternoon. And I'm going to go with... Um, I'm trying to think here, actually. I want to go with a Zach Hyman goal and assist. I like it. I like it. Okay, well... You know what? We're never going to pick the Oilers to lose on this program. No. Yeah. I'm going to say five, four Oilers win, I guess, take the over in goals as well. And um, you know what? No, no, I can't do it. I was going to say Oilers lead after every period. That'd be too wild. I can't do that one. I don't trust that. 
I believe if Ken Holland really wants the Oilers to win against Colorado, just walk into the room and say, if you win this, I get Eric Carlson. <laughs> just, just lay it on the table. It's well, on you guys. well, Barry might not want to win then, yeah. but he might be the only one. <laughs> or Bouchard. Just, yeah. Their hands go up. Uh, who's it for, Ken? Yeah. yeah uh, okay, I'm taking Evander Kane anytime goal scorer on this one, man. Absolutely. All right. Uh, we've got a few. Uh, Dante says 3-2 Colorado. Bassam says 5-3. Colorado. Um, Kyle the Embalmer says loss uh, plus three and a five. Oh, plus three and a half Oilers. Tyson, four three win Oilers. Sean and Calgary, six one Oilers. Maynard, Oilers have to score five to win. Maybe they will. Brock's got six five Oilers. Barnburner, Rusty, Oilers gonna curb stomp the Avalanche. Six one drubbing incoming. Okay, I, and one more. Who's starting between the pipes? I assume it's going to be Stu on Sunday. I'm going to go Jack Campbell. I thought he's put, I thought, I think there's a lot of confidence in him right now. And also one fun fact to bring up last time we played the Rangers, I hit the live comeback on Betway and I won it. I was very happy and I'm very unhappy that we lost tonight. I, the come, it's just, it's, it feels like the roles are reversed tonight. I should have hit the comeback on the Rangers, I guess. <laughs> oh, it would have been funny if you did, if you nailed it. Well, I, was it a nice payday? Like how how big was it? Oh, for me it wasn't crazy. I only got like forty bucks. I guess I don't. Oh, know. Okay. I don't. I don't bet. It. I'm not like Gavin. Gavin rolls in the dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> I see all his bets. I see his bets on Twitter. Like, it's like wow. <laughs> uh, Garan says Oilers cough up five one lead lose and shootout. Oh my god, Ron! How could you say that? That would be absolutely awful. All right, uh, yeah, and we got some people saying Stu is sick as well. Yeah, so if he's healthy, I think right. Stewart gets yeah. the nod. But uh, we'll sure. see how it goes. Maybe he doesn't want to fly while he's a little bit ill. All right, uh, again, thank you to all the people and the companies that help us here. Cornerstone Insurance cornerstoneins.ca slash nation to get an online tenant or condo insurance quote AMA travel. Check them out. If you want to go on that trip to Toronto, a couple spots left nationgear.ca. And of course, Betway. Uh, if you're going to go have some fun there, do so responsibly 19 plus uh, Gavin Loss. Thanks guys. Really appreciate you doing this tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good weekend, everyone. And thanks for, and thanks for tuning in. Absolutely. And, uh, Join us again on Sunday afternoon. The game starts at 1, so we'll probably be on around, uh, I don't know, 3.40, yeah, give or take, take, around yeah. there. Join us. Unless, we'll there's not, unless there's an overtime or shootout again. It might be a little bit later, but we'll see. That, uh, that could certainly happen. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us today here on Oilers Nation After Dark. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.